ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Here we are back in the stable with my boy to the left. We got Wardo and how much we missed the our old, man. The old Jordo. Remember Jordo? Back from the dead. I'm here. Now, I'm so uh, for those of you who maybe um, you know, have been longtime listeners, first-time callers of the uh, Golf Underground, you, you notice that Wardo kind of went away for several months. And, and, and the question is, is why? What happened to, to, to Jordo? I don't know what happened to Jordan. Well, I do know he got a simulator in his office, and he says he stays there and stays away from the family till about 8 or 9 o'clock every night. And I'm pretty sure you're there joining him, working on your Matt Wolf action. I do, yeah. Listen, uh, I, fellas, I got, I've got a paying gig that pays. Th- this one doesn't pay that well. So I, I only came back for, for Streb, and then we're going to renegotiate after the show my deal. Bigger cut. Um, I felt like I'd break that news on the air um, just so that we were crystal clear when this is over that I'll come back, but daddy needs more. Well, you're gonna, you can participate more fully, but Sully's going to invoice you for these amazing speakers he bought at uh, <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond on the way down here today. Uh, well, listen, I, I think his pay, payment is this wonderful food that uh, our, our man Tyler brought over. T- 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 tell me about this, uh, this new concept the man's got. What, what, what's this? Yeah, I mean, so we've, got, we've got mushrooms. We've got chicken spadini. We've got this beef croissant thing. Yes, yeah, so Tyler, Tyler and Monica Morrison decided a uh, new concept straight out of the gate. We're the first people ever, I think, to try this food here live on the show. Um, gourmet catering, so... Come check it out. They're going to be at 71st in Mission in Prairie Village. In the meantime, um, holidays, call them, hit them up, use them. Food's amazing. See? This, this chicken is better than Garozos. Oh, better than the Garozos. Absolutely. Well, it is. It is nice having you back, Jordo. I get to see you at the office every day. And uh, But you with the microphone, is um, it's, it brings me back to the time we were all cocked on vodka uh, down there in Austin. I had an eye patch on. You would. You got bombed. Uh, Wordo, you were just being Wordo. We had a hell of a time. And we talked about this today. This year's been a little off. It's been a little weird. We didn't get one road trip like we did back in the day. And that's mostly where I miss is the memories of traveling with you. Well, you know, they're not really allowing patrons at the the PGA events. Really? And part of the biggest fun that I had was having to break into the event because I didn't have a press pass. And so (laughs) being deprived of that, I felt like 2020 was was missing that uh, the rush of adrenaline of that that move. Well, our our guest today is probably going to host us in Austin next year. Oh, he's probably catapulted up into the top 64 in the world. So Oh, he has. My hope is that he's in the freaking world match play so we can go down and get our press passes again. Well, is now the time to introduce our guest. Which by the way, we know what happens for those who come on the Golf Underground Wardo. What happens? We catapult them to greatness, not overnight usually, but within about a year, year and a half. Yeah, You're going to miss about a dozen cuts and then really hit your stride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I still got some work to do to get to Austin. I was down there in the cellar. Well, listen, we've got to first formally <laughs> introduce you. It's a honor in the Golf Underground to have Robert Streb. Right now, you are the reigning PGA champion um, because there wasn't a tournament last week, was there? Correct. Not a real one. Right. There was not a tournament. There was not a tournament. So you're the last guy to win a PGA event, Robert Streb from Kansas City. 
Yeah. Uh, hang on to that for a few more days, I think. Holy cow. And this is kind of a big deal. I think we'll all agree, uh, all the Kansas Cityans were sitting there like lumps on the couch on Sunday watching you. And you know what's weird for me is I think I get more nervous watching you play than you do because I can't tell what the hell is going on in your brain. Do you ever freak out? Because that it, things got a little goofy. You had a three-stroke lead, right, going into Sunday? And then yeah. you then you fell behind? Yep. Were you freaking out at all? Uh, I was a little pissed off after I three-putted 15. Um, I was running out of holes and um, was hoping those guys weren't going to make too many more birdies. But, uh, yeah, I was a little uncomfortable all day, but I think I was the only guy on earth that didn't know how close that ball was on 18 on the second playoff hole, too. Really? I had no clue. I thought it was 10 or 12 feet by the hole. Well, you stared it down, right? You, you, you I mean, and, of course, everyone's – the three fans that were there were kind of freaking out a little bit. Yeah, you kind of heard this, oh, so I was like, oh, I must have gone by. Oh, my God. Well, so, listen. walk us through. So, 17, you're one back. Um, you, I think you, I don't think you pushed it. I think you stuffed it. And then did you, how close, did you think that, that was, ball was 10 or 12 feet? Or did you think it was way by? No. Um, I knew there wasn't a whole lot of space back there behind the, the pin. And um, you're talking about 17, yeah, right? Yeah, 17. Yeah, so instead of trying to like cut a five iron, which you know I don't do very well. Um, just tried to hit kind of a low draw six iron and hope it bounced back there and um, kind of got the right bounce. Yeah, that was a hell of a shot. And then walk us through. So you so obviously end up getting into the playoff, which was, was awesome. And then first tee, what do you think? And you hit it left in the bunker, you're up against the lip. Um, I was just trying to figure out how to make a four and hope kids didn't make birdie and um. Yeah, I mean that eight iron over the bunker lip was pretty good for me. Um, I hit it about as good as I could and snuck out of there with a par. Um, made a good putt, and fortunately he missed, and I got another crack at it. What's I, it like? What's it like playing with Kisner? Because he's. I know you. You got a little chance to walk around with him in Woodland, and you got to to meet Kisner a little bit. And I think he's known as one of the good, funny guys on tour, right? In fact, I don't know if you saw social media this, this uh, today or, or yesterday. Um, Harry Higgs nominated his top five funny men in golf, and uh, Kisner was on the list. Who else was Fleener on Fleener was number one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fleener, Fleener was number one, and Kisner was number four. But it, when, you, when you're in a tournament like that, so let's just say it's a regular round, right? So maybe it's a, a Friday round. Um, and you're playing with a guy like Kisner. Do you talk a, a lot? Do you, you, you know, where is your mind uh, versus his mind? It, it, you know, I think folks want to know, what's it like when these guys are actually playing together? Um, it probably depends on how well everybody's playing. Sometimes if guys are having a bad day, they kind of wander off by themselves. But, um, yeah, Kiz will, you know, for lack of a better term, shoot the shit with you. Yeah. But um, he, yeah, just a good dude, and he – he can give you a hard time, but funny guy. Really? I mean, he wouldn't give you a hard time during a real round of golf, would he? Like a tournament? Uh, probably not too much, no. But a little bit? Yeah, maybe a little, just cutting up, but nothing too bad. Really? So people talk about him as like a, a big-time gamer. You're coming down the stretch of a tournament. Um, it's it's nip and tuck. Is, uh, is there any – obviously, you're not talking at that point. You guys are fighting to win a tournament. Is there ever any, like, uh, eye contact or anything? Uh, no, not too much of What's that. he say? Are you walking up 18 and it's frozen to a, an inch away? Uh, he said good shot. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, he <laughs> took a shit shot there. And, yeah, went over there. Um, <laughs> obviously knew he was in a bit of trouble, but um, yeah, he. I mean, he was nice enough to say good shot, not you know, piss off, go away. <laughs> he didn't throw anything at you. Nah. Uh, I, well, let's talk about that shot, right? So you were, but what, 160 out? Yeah. 160 out, and um, I understand in your bag, right, you've got your irons, and then that obviously match, and then you've got your set of wedges, right? And now your pitching wedge, unlike most folks where, you know, they're 52 on is a little different. Your pitching wedge actually matches your your sand wedge and other, right? And so that's the club you hit. Yeah. um, Before I'd put a gap wedge in a few years back, um, I grabbed that one just trying to get better distance control. Um, and it seemed to help a little bit, and I've just kind of stuck with it um, ever since. Nothing crazy. Sully, yeah. when people, good players, yeah. they don't buy combo sets like you do. <laughs> they actually use, they don't use the A wedge in the set. Oh, so well, really? That's usually what the good players do. No, no, no the pitching wedge, though. You use a pitching wedge, right? Yeah. The matching pitching wedge. Streb doesn't use the matching no, pitching I wedge. No, I use the matching pitching wedge. Similar to what he has in his wedge makeup of the. Hey, tell him he's wrong or I'm wrong. Sully, Someone's got to be wrong unique. here. Uh, he's just, no, he's you're good. missing the point. All right. So is your wedge just like your nine iron Wardo? No, my wedge is just like my gap wedge in my sand wedge. How about you, Wardo? His name's Oop. Gordo still. I mean, uh, Gordo. Gordo. We got Gordo coming Gordo. up next. Gordo. I, I, we got uh, Gordo next year, right? The pitching wedge came with the iron set, but I've done it both ways. Oh, okay. See, look at you're a little embarrassed right Charlie now. Charlie Hill, you're in the audience. What do you use? No, I'm just saying my 14 clubs and the bag didn't come in one cardboard box from Dick's Sporting Goods. This is high-quality custom stuff shit we're putting in our bag, Sully, Sully. this is great content. <laughs> For the What's in the Bag Wednesdays that we're going to film at the end of this show. So thanks for the intro and the lead-in on that. But, um, well, you're hey, dead-ass wrong. Well, listen, my question is last year. Do you remember, Streb, um, and uh, we all went to um, your favorite place, Top Golf, as being the uh, Top Golf National World Champion, uh, Wardo. And, and um, it came down to two guys, Streb. It came down to you and Wardo in that big event. <laughs> Um, when you were going against Wardo versus Kisner this weekend for a few bucks, last weekend for a few bucks, tell me about the emotions. Was was one higher than the other? Um, I think I'd had a few beers last time I played against Wardo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, same kind of thing. It was down to two people, and uh, everything was on the line, right? Yeah, Wardo had to have been more nervous against me because it would have been a bigger letdown if he had lost. You were really pissed when you lost oh, to Strebber. Oh, I was Strebber. so upset. Oh, he's I, the well, king it was, of Topgolf. Huh? He's the king of Topgolf. I know. That's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to lose a crown. Yeah. It's like Streb losing at Sea Island. I mean, that, well, I lost to you at Flint Hills. I think Wardo beat me last time at Wolf Creek. Charlie, oh. Charlie spanked us all, too. Really? Go get a go find a hot girl and stay in the country. Get a green card, bud. <laughs> you gotta fight for it. Dudes, okay. <laughs> I, hey, talking Trains. about nerves, I, I gotta ask a serious question. There's there's all these clips of guys doing the eyedroppers of like C B D on the golf course. Oh really? I hadn't seen that. I'd only saw the gum that Tiger whoever, a tiger and everybody else was using. Yeah. No, there's a clip of Mickelson with a turkey baster taking a <laughs> a little shot of life of do is there any of that going on that you see or you do to knock down the nerves? Uh, is that a regular occurrence amongst those guys? I, I don't know. I haven't really seen anybody do that, but some guys will try anything. Phil probably being one of them. Yeah? Would you try it? 
CBD eye drops? No, I no. It was like under the tongue. He's like, oh, um, that's THC, brother. You think he was getting stoned? Do they drug test beta Robert? blockers? Have you been drug tested? Yeah, tell me yeah. about beta blockers. Uh, I have not been drug tested in a while. They stopped there for a while, but they've started again. You don't want to well, broadcast yeah, that. Get it now you're gonna have to do it tomorrow. Twice a year. I was kind of expecting it last week because usually if you haven't played good for a while and then you play good, you can just count on seeing the drug test guy. When so you get no way. So no wonder. <laughs> you're, so no wonder you're not playing this week. Yeah, I see your strategy now. Yeah, I didn't want to get caught. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Well, he probably still has Jameson in his system from after um, <laughs> after winning, right? Uh, I might have got it out by now. All right, so so you you sunk that enormous two inch putt to, to win the um, and which was two funny. inches is only enormous for you, so no, I know, but I'm telling you, you're right. I swear to God, I'm watching, I'm watching him, and I'm like, oh my God, I actually would freak out over a two inch putt. I was thinking this. But again, I can never tell if you are freaking out or if you're. It, it, and when it went in, um, you didn't, you know, jump in the air like Phil Mickelson. I, I couldn't tell you just one. Well, well he'd over a million for 10 dollars. Minutes he'd won. Uh, huh? Yeah. Well, once that chip didn't go in, I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, he was getting five anyway. You thought you could get it down in two from there. Uh, he made that par putt. Yeah, that was a hell he of a putt. Twenty oh, footer, yeah. whatever it Must was. Must make. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I, I felt pretty good. I could make one that was the width of your computer. If he didn't make that putt, <laughs> would you have not even that? If he didn't make that putt, would you have lagged the two incher? Just to rub it in a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be hard to do. <laughs> I, could you have missed that putt if you tried? I mean, yeah, but I don't know about short. It would have had to have been left or right, I think. <laughs> no, the real dick move would have been if he walked up there and flipped it over and hit it with the grip up to you know, just kind of <laughs> just pull cued it in. <laughs> yeah, go, go dig the wedge out. Yeah, yeah well, hey, you've won some tournament or you've been very successful in in tournaments over at the Greenbrier with a wedge. Should have done the wedge. Yeah, that was the last time I was in a playoff with Kisner. Yeah. He was in that one too, and he lost that one too, didn't he? He is zero for five in playoffs. Unbelievable. Damn it, Sully. Huh? Unbelievable. Why? All right, so talk us through. Let's get to the good stuff. What are, all the listeners want to know? What'd you do after the round? How quick did it take you to get a adult beverage in your hand after you sunk that putt? It actually took a little while. Um, I did all my media stuff and then walked into the locker room and they had a few cold ones sitting there before the guys went home and grabbed one of those. And then the liquor store was like drive-through only, so we went in there and got some beers handed out the window to us, and off we went. So would you be judged, like, tell the listener what the media stuff stuff is, because they don't know. And then also, would you be judged if you had a nice VOD during your media stuff? No, last time I won there, I had a couple of Bud Lights sitting right next to me. Love it. Um, so it's, um, yeah, you kind of, you do all the stuff through the PGA Tour. You do all the um, interviews for all the guys that, you know, a reporting, writing for magazines, whatever it might be. So this time it was sit in front of a computer and do a Zoom call. But normally you sit there in a media room and answer questions for a while till they're all done. And then last time they kind of had like a like a bit of a hour-long meet and greet, have a beer for the sponsor after you got done, which with all of this going on, you, you probably do a third or half of what you would have normally done. Got it. Sully, I think you need to be on that Zoom call moving forward. Which one? The one with the, the that week's champion, the fellas. Well, yeah. I could be the guy who maybe has the cocktail with you, you, you know. After, <laughs> yeah. I want to be like Shane Lowry, right? Who won the the Open? Did not wait. 
was getting completely sauced right after. You, you can right? get away As with it when you're Irish. Huh? I don't think they'd let I don't think they'd let him get away with that. What? If you're Irish, it's like baked into the cake. It's you're allowed to get oh, drunk wherever you want. So you're getting socially. racist now. You've yeah, well, you're Irish privilege. Okay. You've lived with your whole life. You can right. get drunk anytime, any place, right. and it's just kind of well, you know how I mean. Just another Irish. Irish guy getting fucking cocked. Right. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if I <laughs> do that, you know, I right, right. If you did it, which it was it's not it, acceptable. Wilson, Wilson, the Americana, right? Right. I think you can have a nice bush light after, without being judged. Yeah, I think you get more leeway. I do. Robert can have a couple Bud Lights at the press conference. Yeah. He can't have like a handle of Jameson in front of him. Well, like I'll tell Shane you, Lowry could last time I won the Net Club Championship, I was fucking cocked coming up 18. <laughs> right? I know. And I won it twice. I know. The people you know? down the street knew. It's Everybody knew. <laughs> and, and it wasn't that weekend I managed to get kicked out of the club. It was another one. And so we're not going to go. That's a different program. Strap, have you ever been kicked out of a club? No, I got kicked out of a bar once. <laughs> oh, tell us about it. Um, I don't really know what happened. Somebody I was with that had a few too many, and the next thing I knew, the bartender was yelling at us to get out of the bar. Oh, I don't so know you what did happened. nothing? Was this an Aggieville? No, it was uh, guilty by association. You guys can all leave. Oh. <laughs> Where was, I was this? In Aggieville? Like you knock somebody's teeth uh, out. Or Wichita. Something. Good old Wichita. <laughs> you, you must have missed the cut that week on the web. Uh, I think I had come back for the golf fundraiser and we were out having beer after the dinner. Amazing. So how, you're 31 now? 33. 33 now. Um, were you fairly confident that you would win again? Um, straight up, on, straight up. Based on <laughs> recent golf, no. And when, when did you, when did you, you played with Streb recently, right? Did you play this year? I, I had to bail on him. Uh, it, we talked about. I talked to to Drew about this. I was supposed to play with him and Drew, two or three weeks ago out at Lock Lloyd, and I couldn't because I had to work. And Drew texted me afterwards and he said, "Thank God you didn't play with us. If you'd have beat Streb, there's no way you would have won last week." Oh, you would have demoralizing. Yeah. yeah. Were you working or were you on your simulator? <laughs> Listen, I'm asking the questions here. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> What'd you shoot out at Lock Lloyd? Uh. I don't know, four or five under. You've got a title out there. Yeah. Uh, won Watson the Watson Challenge, Challenge in 2014. I think I birdied the last four or five holes. Yeah, I think you shot 30 on the back coming in. Really? It is something to watch. Were you wow. more nervous coming down the stretch at the RSM last week or the Watson Challenge? Uh, I think I kind of had the Watson tied up there after I made a few in a row. But... Um, yeah, try not to screw up there coming down the stretch at the Watson. That would have been bad. Well, you can lose to Kevin Kistner. You can't lose to some guy. <laughs> I mean, that you can't go home after that. You can't lose to the club pro guy. All right, let's do this. Hey, <laughs> he's pretty good, though, isn't he? He's good. All right, hey, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, you know, I know you've been very excited for some reason about getting into people's bags. And, I, and you could take that anyway. You it's want. 2020. You, you can't. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> you, you can on a golf underground, right? Now that we're not live anymore, we could say whatever the hell we want. So hey, come on back. We're with Robert Streb, reigning PGA last tournament champion. Great to have you, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years. 
because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs, a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. at the hello friends here we are golf underground Wardo and Jordo back Tucson it's a golf radio show unlike any other hello friends welcome back to golf underground we're here with our dear friend Robert Streb who will be playing at Augusta National in a couple of months right yeah I feel like I'm in Butler Cabin or something now yeah wow. we can get a coat for you yeah we got a green windbreaker in the back Get yep. you. Perfect. Now, you definitely cannot have a cocktail in the Butler cabin when you win the Masters in, in April. Why not? Well, there's standards there, Mr. Streb. Can't they put it in like a styrofoam cup? Oh, my God. Here's what I mean. I don't think I he's ready. He's not ready mentally. I guarantee you Shane Lowry could get drunk in Butler cabin. They'd let that slide. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, right, because Irish lives matter, my friend. Let's get that hashtag. All right. So, um, you're... How, did, did you think after, holy crap, I'm in the Masters? Because that's a pretty big deal. You hadn't played any yet, right? Uh, I played it twice, but it was um, both times I hit the ball a lot on Thursday and Friday and went home early. Oh, did you? Yeah, it beat me up pretty good. So how is your game now compared to then? Um, I don't know. Different, I guess. Um, 
don't know. We'll, we'll see how we do this time around. Hopefully I don't hit it in the Delta Airlines ticket counter on the second hole again. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> what? Uh, Mr. Watson informed me the second year I played there, if you hook it in the trees left on two and it goes down in that little creek, it's the Delta Airlines ticket counter because you're going home. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yep. <laughs> and then you hit it right there. Uh, all right. So, oh, no, I hit it down there the first year. Amazing. No problem. Did you really? Oh, yeah. All right. How do you prep for this now? Does it change? Does anything change as a result of you winning? Do you feel more pressure now? Um, no, not really. Um, it's actually a little bit of a relief. I, I know what I'm doing for a couple of years and don't have to do any of that corn fairy finals business and um kind of get to pick and choose and um i can i guess take off whatever i want and prepare for it however i feel like so how will you prepare for the masters i don't know it's still cold here a couple years ago it was snowing during the tournament um you just uh, drove 16 hours to that's good for the golf swing um (laughs) yeah i probably should have I'm guessing they're still trying to get that overseed to come in after watching that tournament. Well, I mean, you could drive down to, like, uh, San Antonio, maybe, get a little practice in. I don't know. I tend to hit it in the bushes there and the cactus a lot during that <laughs> tournament. Well, you could drive somewhere hot. Yes, somewhere else warm and uh, maybe tune up a little bit. He's very uh, bitchy about the golf courses that he plays slash wins at, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Very particular. I didn't complain well, about the you- one I won at. I mean, it's a two-time champ in the same damn golf course. Big freaking deal. <laughs> well, lots of guys do it. I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> Tiger at Tiger's Bay Hill. Tiger's won a few of them like Tiger seven times. Tory, you know, Tiger at Augusta. Right, right. And then Robert Streb at Sea Island. Yes. Right there. <laughs> it is funny. Listen, I, and I know you've been asked the question several times since winning there. What is it about Sea Island? Something, Robert Streb. It's just fantastic when you come here. And you have no answer. I've seen the interviews, you're like, nah, kind of a nice course. I, I don't. <laughs> like, really? I mean, can you make some shit up? Uh, I guess. I mean, I've got, I think my next best finish outside of those two wins is 25th. And I got some miscuts. Uh, there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? my track record is just all over the lot there. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's funny. All right, now here we are. We're in the golf stable. And, and every time I walk in here, you have some new gadgetry, Wardo. What's the new gadget? Well, for you first of all, your your um, simulators are off the charts. They're Man. beautiful. Jordo said they sucked when he walked in. He said my screen's twice as big, taller, and it's I better. wasn't is, mean. Is that at because all. your dispersion's so big? <laughs> what I told you that I'm asking <laughs> the question. It's shankable. <laughs> you can shake it, Jordos. <laughs> I told Wardo in a very nice way. I said your simulators are nice, and he has more than one, so he has multiple. I just said mine's a lot like yours. If if yours were Bigger and you know more, better, nicer. better, nicer cameras. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I don't need cameras. I I saw my swing on Wardo's deal, which the camera setup is nice, but I saw my action a couple times and my shit is tight. I don't need tight. cameras. It didn't resemble a wet octopus at all up top. Not no. at all. When but I get no, it to it the top, tight. you could have done a chin up. Absolutely. On that two I iron. could hang my laundry on that club up top there. It looks so good. All right, so so you two have a tendency to overanalyze your swings, I think. 
You know, um, of course, you make a damn living out of it. I mean, you, yeah. you frequent people's minds so that they have to keep spending money here yeah, in the damn stable. Like chiropractor will just keep cracking your back. Come on back. And yeah. 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 You know, so you analyze. And now um, before we went on air, we were, we were talking to, to Streb over here and we, you've got this little gadget um, And this gadget obviously shows swing plane or something. And and Streb's. It was like a like a new thing to you. And we said, do you use a lot of the gadgetry? And what'd you say? I do not. I am not smart enough to understand that. The, he, <laughs> the simpler, the easier for me. Right. But that wouldn't be good for Wardo um, in here teaching people because I don't do that very well and don't understand much. So you have a bad think, business model for him. So <laughs> is your is your feel at the bottom just from back in your CPG days? Just flip it. Is that why you hit it in the left bunker on 18 in the first hole of the playoff? Yeah, I was trying to line up for that double cross and just didn't quite give it (laughs) enough room. (laughs) He looked at that weight thing on that TV over there with disgust. I asked him if he'd use that, and he... He didn't didn't care for it. He was scared by the look and the sound. It was making all these ping noise. He just signed up for a package of lessons. Don't worry. (laughs) Poor Mr. Riss Miller. With Charlie. He looked like like Kevin Costner boiling out of the motorhome in in a tin cup with all the gadgets all over him. It's it's sad to see. I like that man. But Dave, you got to know how to sell to your customer. Dave loves the gadgetry. Oh, boy. I like that uh, mannequin over there. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's a pair of nice skivvies on there. (laughs) But you said, honestly, uh, that, uh, well, first of all, what's the design? What's that gadget supposed to do? So it's a bio, it's 3D motion, so we c- capture movement 3D, and we screen the player when they come through. And Believe you it said, or not, people it, actually do this, on, especially guys that play for a living or the guys that win net club championships. Well, listen, Some of them. Streb gives guys like us hope who don't need technology to be champions. Perfect. Right? I mean, he doesn't use this, you know, net club champion, PGA champion. We don't need the gadgetry, do we? Oh, no. We're then athletes. Keep, what do you think that thing would tell you about your swing? Um, I don't have a very good turn would be my first guess. Outside of that, I'm not sure exactly what you're supposed to learn. He would have to explain it to me. Just what? keep using your Daiwa irons and your uh, pinnacle balls and you'll be good. So that's quite a sales pitch that we just glossed over right there. We, we have a uh, PGA Tour winner within the last like 11 days. Yeah. Look at Wardo's. <laughs> Big, I'm sure, incredibly expensive thing. And he goes, I'm not sure what I could learn from that thing. Exactly. Well, let's throw the fucking thing in the trash. <laughs> oh, you yeah, broke him. I'm not trying to step oh, on Oh, you air, broke him. Throw it in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no I, they say you're supposed to, uh, if you want to play good, you know, you, you practice like you play. Um, my curiosity is the way I play is if, if I was going to come in here and get tinkered with and you're going to put me through the paces... I should probably show up about half cocked. Yeah, well, you are. I see two two soldiers. In turn, get them another. <laughs> Look how full they are. Yeah, you got two soldiers, <laughs> and um, the intern's getting you a third. So you're good to go. Yes, take, take it. Here's what we're gonna do because we um, we've got to get in our three commercial breaks. Okay, like you had a okay. thought there. So, so, I lost it. I've had too many. Beers. All right, let's do this. Let's take a commercial break. We promised the audience that we would get into um, Wardo's bag. And um, Wardo's bag or Streber's bag? Well, we well, maybe all our bags. Maybe we compare our bags. You just got into my bag. You got into my cave. We're going to do some bag comparing after the short commercial break. You're on the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. <laughs> Looking for Casey's best and coolest apartment experience? We have it, and it's called the Flats Casey. 
The Plants KC is committed to providing an exemplary living experience by offering the best in-class residential communities in the most sought-after neighborhoods in Kansas City. With a focus on meticulous restoration and renovations of vintage properties, we aim to take the beauty of vintage and seamlessly unite it with modern touches. If you love urban living and are in the market for a freshly renovated apartment, The Flats Kansas City has options to fit every price range. Check us out at theflatskc.com or give us a call today at 816-454-3118. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you got a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town who have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, We individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them and make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay. And so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hi, this is George Brent, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship-caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. We're just not sure what it is. All right, Golf Underground, Jordo, right in your face with Wardo and our boy Robert Streb. Okay, so we were talking a little bit during the break. I want to launch right into the, the good stuff. So we, we started off the last segment before we got all turned around about uh, talking about the Masters. Um, you mentioned when you were there last time, you were kind of hitting it all over the yard. Um, obviously, you watch it on TV. You see the guys that are playing well, they go low. But the guys that don't play well, I mean, that course eats their lunch. Um, like, what about it? From the, you always hear on TV from the guys who I've played it a million times and I bump it off of uh, where this old man used to walk 85 years ago and they know all this stuff. Like for a guy that hasn't, you've played it two times yep. and so what will be the third time coming up, what, what's so difficult for you about uh, squeezing the most out of that golf course? Um, probably just figuring out where to miss it um, and just... It, it's kind of one of those things like there's there's some guys that are super comfortable with that place and they kind of clank it around and they'll shoot 71 and I'll clank it around and shoot 76 or 7. Is there a, like, does the course, I don't want to say, like, doesn't suit your game or does does not fit your eye or you just haven't had enough rounds in yet to kind of feel it out? 
Um, I actually thought it would suit me pretty well because a lot of holes go right to left um, and stuff like that. But I've I've managed to hit it in the wrong place a lot. Those um, those fairway bunkers aren't much fun. Those things are pretty deep too. I so for a guy who's been on tour for a long time, now won multiple times. We talked about coming down the stretch with Kisner uh, the week before last. Nerves. You, you, you're not a nervy guy for the most part. At least what we can see on TV when you're in a hunt, you don't look like your you know your knees aren't knocking. But I mean, you peg it in a Masters event. I mean, that's a different vibe. Do you? Is there any butterflies in, uh, in that venue? Oh yeah, like when they say this is what what is it? Game something? Uh, whatever whatever their fancy intro is there. Game eighty six. Yeah, now something on like the that. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's I don't to me. It's like you you spend so much of your life trying to get there. If you know if you're not playing in it every year, like some of those guys, it's um, it's a little nervy and um, yeah, you're just. I don't. I think you want to do so well. Sometimes you're a little uncomfortable when you start. And well, we talked. Hopefully, when, get out of there all right. Again, in the break, we talked about you know the big deal of winning a golf tournament, which a lot of people watching on TV don't realize is you get in the invitationals for the next year, or the next two years. And, I mean, that takes up a third of the PGA season. And so just being in the field in those um, is a hell of a lot more important than just, quote-unquote, having your tour card. And so knowing that you, you're you're in the event, um, and, and you've got to play a lot of golf, and you've got other tournaments you're playing in, but um, in is there anything that you think when you tee it up at Augusta the next time? I haven't been there three times. You got your next couple of years kind of taken care of. I mean, obviously the hope would be you're not, you know, you can kind of be devoid of butterflies when you peg it next time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll have as much riding on it. I don't think I'll expect too much. Um, yeah, you want to do really well, but um, I don't think – Maybe I'm going to ride so much on it and just kind of enjoy it and play. And, um, you know, hopefully I do a little better this time. And um, it'd be nice to play a weekend there. That'd be pretty cool. Well, typically they say if with that approach, it's easier to play well when, you, when you're not kind of really either a really relying on results or really overwhelmed at the experience. So um, I'm going to be rooting for you. I, I put money on Gary to, to win the Masters this last time, and I think he knew. That's why he didn't do so hot this last go. You should have consulted consulted me. He's been a little banged up. I did. You still owe me half for the ticket. Oh. I thought that was two years ago. That was two years ago. Did you put money on him to win at Pebble? No. No? Should I? Should you have? to like that house. I think you should have. (laughs) Yes, you would have won a lot of money. Gary gets along with Pebble like Streber gets along with Sea Island. Sea Island. Well, I they got a statue of you at Sea Island yet? They should. <laughs> Not yet. I think Davis still owns that island. Well, it's it's kind of like Payne Stewart over at uh, Pinehurst. I think there should be a statue of you. Yeah. Holding up your little sand wedge that you almost won Greenbrier with. <laughs> You're going to make some match tournaments? Absolutely. <laughs> Fair enough. Your you shirt not? wasn't your new hybrid? Because now you're you're using the hybrid. Now. Well, I think maybe I'll just hold up my you know standard pitching wedge from the set. Yeah, yeah from the set. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's from the set one. Yeah, or maybe a starter spin or something like right. that. That came with a golf bag. That C three I wedge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nope. All right. Now, but but on the hybrid note, you're a little older now, thirty three. Um, you're not hitting the two iron like you used to, are you? No. Um, 
I didn't give up on that thing for quite a while, and then I just got tired of not being able to hold a par five. And I found a hybrid that I didn't, like, hit a 20-yard hook with, so I was like, I'll hang on to that one. And you're using it? I use it quite a bit now. Yeah. Do you think you're able to hit it higher, not only technology, but now that you have a little bit of flip cast at the bottom from your work with CPG? Yeah, so if I want to, you know, get it up, high and soft over some trees i'll just flip it and it'll just get that really scoop. high launch angle that's the scoop yeah i like that yeah. one. and you just kind of scoop it and it just gets way yep. up in the air and comes down nice and soft see see do you know how i use that nike that nike hybrid i have yeah you and charlie gold that thing is gold right i should have put a head cover on it six to eight years ago when i got it you know because all dinged up now nike, uh, it was all nike dinged up when you got so it because it was a rental it was a rental I can't get rid of it. I legitimately cannot get rid of my Nike rental six-year-old club. <laughs> well, you couldn't get rid of the whole set for quite a while. I mean, only a few years ago did you get new iron. It's because I was mocked. Let's not pretend that the, the, the hybrid was a one-off. <laughs> I know. So I'm sort of stuck, Streb, in between trying to look cool, you know, with all the garb. And, you know, Jordo's one of these guys who shows up looking a little feminine on the tee box. You know, he's got the colors and, like, the man blouse slash golf outfit. What's your take on guys who try really hard? Actually, in the morning, you know, they go into their closet and they find the perfect outfit. I mean, are they a little feminine or are you, are you kind of jealous? Uh, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because I'm lucky if my clothes match. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. My clothes very rarely match or um, line up well at all. Well, this flies right in the face of um, Jordos. This is the fashion tee. Of the fashion tee. I can answer these questions. <laughs> right into Are the you face look of good your. To play good guy? If you oh, yeah. look good, you golf good. That's that's been your take, and now you're hanging out with the likes of our friend Darian Lemay Listen, and Jared over the here. They, you show up like you know, like a boy band on the first tee box, and that's weird to me. Well, okay, Are a couple a, things. Are you a puma guy? Are you all orange? No, no, no. Or There's no blue? pumas. There's no flat bills. I'm just. I'm trying to, like like I keep my swing that I saw in the video on the simulator, I keep my shit tight, all right? Joggers? No joggers. <laughs> okay. Although I think I did hoodie? try Are you in time. on the hoodie now? I did try the joggers one time. What's that? Are you in on the hoodie? No. Is that a, is that a thing? I don't even mind the hoodie. Wait, is that a thing now? <laughs> oh, yeah. You can, hoodies are acceptable. All right. Okay. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. Charlie over there. Who was the first guy you ever saw wear a hoodie on a golf course? Me. I showed up with my KU lacrosse hoodie the very first day I met Charlie, and you were a little embarrassed for me. Who'd have thought that I was fashion forward years ahead of my it time? It was not fashion forward. That thing what? is gar so bad. What did I do? I was hammered. It was, it was yes, I had the morning buzz going on, right? <laughs> and it, when I heard we were going to play with she cooked. Oh, well, I heard that we were going to play with <laughs> that, was, that was very Sean Connery uh, of you. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I heard I was going to play with KU guys. I'm like, hey, listen, I got to wear my KU garb. And then I heard they're, you know, they're on the, the team, the kind of young guys, you know, I want to be kind of cool, kind of hip. I showed up like Antifa. So you were trying to be hip is what you're saying. Yeah, and now you're talking about hoodies. Hoodies are supposedly allowed now. No at least shit. they are at Wolf Creek. Okay, so... He huh? I started the trend. All right, so Streb, here's to the folks like you and I who aren't worried about impressing folks with our dress. Maybe it's just our play, and then occasionally we come up with, come up with a little style that you just got to wait on a little bit. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe we just are a little ahead of our time every once in a while. Yeah, maybe the um, Streb line of golf clothing at JCPenney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody buy it. 
<laughs> I'd be your biggest fan. I'd be in the, the Streber JC Penny Club. It's not this. It. It's DJ Strebby Streb. Remember last time he was on the show, we talked about <laughs> you, a DJ name for him. And his, if he was a DJ, what would you be? That was That's one of right. your questions. Remember, he was freestyle rapping and like he a had freak. no clue. And we came up with uh, DJ Strebby Streb. Yeah, you were freestyle rap. You were crazy. I wish I was creative. It'd be a lot more helpful. <laughs> well, I do you remember this for our last interview. I asked him. I said, "All right, Robert. So if you weren't a PGA golfer, what would you do for a living?" And I don't know if you remember his answer. You said, "Well, I wouldn't be a salesman." <laughs> that was your answer. That's no chance. It was the most honest answer I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I'm not sure we ever got a real answer, though, right? Now that you're, you know, multimillionaire, you don't have to worry about this. Um, yeah, I mean, I might have looked like Happy Gilmore just rolling through all the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> just keep the big checks in the back of the trunk. <laughs> did, you t- did they give you a big check since you drove down to uh, Sea Island? I wish they would. They don't do that. They don't I do mean, the big. I, just give me one of those big ones. I don't care. Yeah, like the price is right. Like the big. Yeah, but no, they don't give you anything, and then they... They uh, mail the trophy to you. You don't keep that one. So the best oh, really? was on, in that where, where the, the tournaments he didn't win and he got the check. And in the memo line, it said like T42, $1,100. Well, yeah, he's going to punch him in the face and roll him down the hill. Listen, yeah. the man was a financial whiz. There's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Style junkie, too. He would golf in the Boston Bruins jersey. Yeah, you're Sounds right. like something you would do. Yeah, yeah is that what right. you're going to come out with next? Sandler? I'm going to buy you a hockey jersey for Christmas, bud. Hey, what do you think we do a, uh, maybe a, a fivesome and we get Streb with Dante? Let's do that. Right? Peter Dante from, from the Adam Sandler movies and Streb. Their personalities couldn't be any more different. And I think it would make for a hell of a round. Streb might punch him in the face. No, Streb would love Dante. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of THC, he'd have a hell of a time. <laughs> Is Jordan bringing the droppers? He's got the droppers. Yeah, Jordo's on the yeah. droppers. Yeah, well, Dante was the, um, if you ever see the movie, The Grandma's, uh, Grandma's Boy. Uh, I'm not super familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Um, so it's essentially my, my high school buddy um, is a pot smoker um, who has a pet monkey. Take uh, it from there, Strip. Well, let's, okay. uh, a little bit more mainstream was Waterboy. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the quarterback on the Waterboy movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's him. That's yep. the guy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, he was, he's a good dresser. But he's got a little feminine gene in himself. All right, so, so speaking of feminine gene, let's... wear the same clothes? What's that? Him and Jordo wear the same stuff? Yeah, they, Pretty they, much. Yeah, they, they Listen, worry about it's not it that much. I wear stuff that's that nice. It just looks that nice compared to the shit that you wear. Is that because you're wearing it? No, dude, he misses eight belt loops and has like that's actual half fact. of the... It's <laughs> that, that look with half of the polo tucked in and the others out here... I mean, it looks like cat shit that went through a microwave. We're about the same then. There's yeah, no Strap. nice way to put it. Here's to you. Come here. Here's to you, Strabby. Air cheers. Air cheers. The cold right. fuck. I hope take, Robert let's goes take a final too. commercial break. All right, we'll take a final break. When we come back, I think we should maybe do some rapid fire questions. At Listen, this we keep promising what's in the bag. We can't What's keep... in the bag is going to be a little video segment, a plus one beyond the fact. Oh, it's, it's only for um, underground subscribers? Yes. You can subscribe right now to the Golf Underground monthly extravaganza for inside scoop with the likes of Robert Streb, Peter Dante, Darian LeMay. <laughs> Come on back and a Golf Underground, ESPN Radio.
Hey, what's up, Golf Underground Nation? This is Brian Sullivan, co-host of the Golf Underground with the Greenside Cigar Company, here to tell you about the hot new cigars that are about taking over the golf industry. And yeah, I'm talking about the patented Birdie Stogies. You guys have been seeing for sale all over the local golf courses. These cigars come highly rated and are the ultra-premium alternative to that dried-up old stick you've been using to celebrate your made birdie putts. Designed to be carried in every golf bag and saved as a reward for celebratory achievement, our cigars are bringing golfers added relaxation, fun, and perhaps maybe even a little luck. From mild to medium, smooth to sweet, we have a cigar suitable for every taste palette and golfers at all skill levels. So no matter your celebratory occasion, enjoying a victory stogie at the clubhouse after a low round, immediately after a made birdie putter, hey, even to help you relax and simply celebrate being out in the golf course, make sure you never approach the first tee again without one of our beautiful cigars in your golf bag. So learn more and order online at greensidecigars.com or just Google the birdie stogie. Because after all, there can only be one. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal, local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. Hey, welcome to the Jim Rome Show. Here we are in the Gulf Underground. Here's to all you clones kissing my ass every day week. Keeps me wealthy. Speaking of what's in the bag, we're going to do one with Jim Rome. He's never played golf, but he's come on the Golf Underground. I bet he's got a great bag. What's in his tea bag? He's got a good bag. Oh, Rome. You know, I still see old Romy on the um, the channels as we flick through them. So he's he's still out there. And by the way, remember we had Faraday a few weeks ago, and Faraday said that he's no longer doing the Faraday show. Yet, I see him on the Golf Channel all the time. Well, so what's what's the truth there? Maybe those are reruns. I don't know. Yeah, they're still enjoyable, right? Hey, wouldn't that be cool, Strap? How do you think you would do on the David Faraday show? I don't know. He he was one of the funnier guys I've run across, though. Tell me why. How do, what makes you say that? I don't know. He just like it was like he never shut off. He's just constantly running with jokes and stuff. And then he showed us this 
really cool video one time. He did all this stuff with these snipers shooting golf balls and tees, and it was cool. Really? Do you yeah. talk to those guys much on the course? Like when you're in final group a couple of weeks ago, he's there's one of those guys following you around. Do they have in, any interaction with you? No, and there's so few people out there. Like when the guy doing the PGA Tour radio is following me around on like Saturday every time I make a putt, you could hear him going, oh, and he hold it and blah, 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 blah. You'd hear that? Because there was nobody, yeah. <laughs> really? How much do you like yeah. the vibe or dislike the vibe of nobody there? Uh, I'm I'm a bit of an in-betweener. I, I don't mind the nobody there Monday to Wednesday. Thursday to Sunday is pretty weird. And it's like, it's okay and everything, and it's really nice to be playing, but um, it's fun to have fans around. Yeah. When's your prediction that fans will be back in this? In the, I, inside I heard the, they're going to have some in Phoenix. But I, full capacity, I'm guessing May or June, maybe. Yeah. Well, did I'm you see? I'm guessing it's all dependent on however fast that vaccine rolls out. Did you play in Houston? I did not. I didn't. Did get you in. see the fans in Houston? They said that they had two thousand fans. Hell no, 10, that was Texas two thousand fans. Yeah, it was packed. It was old school. It looked fantastic. Well, nice. Old school golf course too. So maybe they just. Looked a little bigger there, Sully. I don't know. All right, let's know. go some for some emergencies. Well, before this, um, I wanted. I, I, I was curious about his grip because a few of the uh, studio audience folks were asking about it. All right, so tell the listener uh, about this wild grip that you have on your golf club. Um, it's probably not recommended if you came to see Wardo. All right, would you describe it? So I want you to paint a picture for me. Uh, it is a baseball grip, except your thumbs are kind of running down the shaft instead of fold it over and that's a yeah that's about it okay have you always done that uh yeah just since i was a kid and um the guy i worked with never made me change it and i think i think jonathan bird might be the only other 10 finger grip guy there's maybe one or two others you're a no glove guy too right yeah what are you doing it rains uh unless it's raining hard i can usually usually dry the grip enough to be all right um Couple times I've had to use it. I think is Caddy working overtime to keep your stuff dry? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. pay him more on events where you it's a slusher? Um, I probably give him more at the end of the week if yeah, it's a crummy week and hard week. Now with no glove on, I mean you've got to keep these mitts pretty soft. You use a lot of product, a lot of uh Vaseline, moisturizers, mm. those sorts of things. No, it kinda you know, Kind of like the way I dress. I just don't really care. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was concerned. I just <laughs> went to the bathroom. Yeah. The stable. There is essential oils. There's lavenders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Barbasol. Barbasol. I, I could have took a horse bath in there for 15 minutes. The product oh, yeah. selection was. It's like a bathhouse in there. Beautiful. Fantastic. Isn't it? You just need, you know, the, the, what's the nice thing that they have at the, like Blue Hills? Oh. With the, the, the um, comb that you pull out of the. Barbicide. Actually, yeah. one of best. Oh, yeah. It's got Don't all the like green that? stuff it's in it. It's got the green stuff yeah. on it. Are you supposed to shake that out? Because I just go right at it, you know? Shocker. Of I don't, course I don't do. know the answer to that. Of course you do. Of course you do. You don't get this. If you take your hat up. I haven't seen the strap without the hat. I don't hat. have any hair. Yeah, he does. That's a nice head of hair. Plenty of hair. Yeah, I need My a haircut. Bad. Bad. Yeah, the listeners, though, they're only going to see that head power of hair if they, if they subscribe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got to pay double for that kind of action to see Wardo's power alleys. Yes. Yeah. To see the the Streber hairline. That's that's, that's inside baseball. It's that's true. All right. Now listen. Stuff. You diverted with your golf glove comment. I wasn't done with the um, the, the grip deal because I'm sure some of the listeners want to know why do you keep doing it that way. 
Because it works and he wins. But what does it do? Like, just made just, a million so bucks you had to week. think through, all right, I've got the standard one, but I've got this one. I know this one works, but you had to think through, why does that work? Um, I messed around with it a little bit in high school just to see, and I felt like if I overlapped or interlocked, the club was going to go halfway down the range. Apparently, I've got a lot of grip pressure on my pinky and index finger or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I felt like I was going to lose hold of the club, like, I was going to hit the ball and the club face was going to wobble everywhere. Did you ever have a coach once you became professional try to change you? No, I've had the same guy help me since I was 16. So um, I haven't had too much of that. Sometimes people ask me questions about why I do this or that. I usually don't have a good answer because I have no idea. Really? <laughs> yeah, pretty are much. You, are you going to buy him something amazingly special as a result of your victory last week? I probably should, huh? You I got think any you recommendations? Should. You hadn't thought of this? Case Robert of Stryker? beer. Case of beer? I mean, he created a guy who just, you know, made a million something. I mean, and you're not going to, you hadn't thought about what you're going to give him, Robert? I don't know. Maybe Happy Meal or something? <laughs> Snow globe. <laughs> maybe, maybe some of your hand-me-down khaki pants. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, the ones Signed where, by Strever. Yeah, where I missed Strevy a couple Strever. loops. <laughs> All right, oh, continue. I, you, you had some interest in a game show here. All right, here we go. Game show. <laughs> Sheridan's Unforked, Eating Good, Feeling Good, Emergency 9, brought to you by Wardo, Sully, and Jordo. First question out of the <laughs> gate. After the big triumph, how much did you tip the locker room attendant? I gave them 1500 bucks. Holy shnikes. That's pretty nice. That's about 1400 more than Tiger gives. Really? Does he really only give a C-note? I think it might even be less. Maybe a little twenty. I, I usually leave a C note every week, and then I felt kind of bad because I don't think I tipped him all that grand the first go around, and so I came back in, brought him a check, and said, "Here you go." Do you I usually just, tip more if you leave an upper decker? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but you probably should. Well, you said fifteen hundred. I was worried you left one in the top tank. <laughs> Maybe I should have. <laughs> hey, what do you think, Mac Gogol leaves? Matt He's Gogan. a cheap bastard, didn't he? Remember, he had the uh, the uh, new caddy for a week last year. That's Matt Kuchar. Matt oh, oh, Kuchar. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Kuchar. Yeah. Kuchar. Hey, you guy. Oh, yeah, that's Matt right. No, Gogol's not. Matt Gogol Kuchar. trains here at the stable. Yeah, why are you yeah, shitting yeah, on Gogol for no reason? <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> and by the way, his kid comes to the stable. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. He got in a little trouble by stiffing the. Uh, Actually, the it's, is this his year or two year anniversary? Mayakoba is where he stiffed. Yeah. Yeah, that poor caddy got stiffed by another fellow the year before, too. <laughs> did he really? Mm-hmm. What did he pay him? Do we remember? What? Uh, yeah, it was like, like three three grand, four grand. We need to phone a friend and find out if he's, that caddy's working this week. Can you phone a friend? So you can? Yeah. I bet he is. Amazing. Do you have a steady guy? Yeah, he's... Uh, I are, are, this isn't up. a job interview for Sully. He doesn't want to hire you. <laughs> I picked yeah, him up you at can't the Honda see. my rookie year. I can't see. So I, he's, uh, he's been on my bag for eight years. Nice. Yeah. So he had to be pretty excited. Huh? He's going to have a nice Christmas after your performance. When, yeah, he was he's probably running a little thin after my efforts the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, but he was still broke. Yeah, he's paying people back, right? <laughs> Probably so. Tommy Kneecap has been knocking on his door, you know? <laughs> he's got problems over there, Stra. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Your favorite new club in the bag? My driver. Oh, I thought you were going to say your 48 that's not part of the set. Would you ever Oh, rock? but I've had that for a while. Does that still qualify as new? Eh, somewhat. According we, to Sully, it's a new thing. We can go with that. Nobody we'll ever, go with that. Does it. 
Would you ever rock a top button on a golf shirt? No. Would you ever purposely miss a belt loop like our friend Sully does over here? <laughs> I mean, is there incentive? Well, I, I don't, I'm starting to think he does it for attention. I've probably missed one in the back once or twice. Of course you have. <laughs> All right, if you had to get a wrestling match with one guy on tour, who would it be? Peter Malnati. <laughs> he's in too good a shape. Yeah, he's too svelte for that. I'll go like a Abraham answer or something. He's small. <laughs> Give I don't me know. A he chance. looks like he's in good shape, he too. He's like a little feisty Mexican. <laughs> he probably is, but at least I'm bigger. <laughs> no, no midget tosses. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Harry Higgs. Harry Higgs, yeah, that'd be a nice wrestler. All right, seriously, let's get back to the serious talk. What was your first reaction when you saw Dustin's wife run out there in the green after he won at Augusta? I wasn't watching. Good answer. But I I heard about it. (laughs) What was yours? That was very voluptuous in her posterior side there. Wow. You know what my reaction was? a lot of big words. So then she only has like so many posts on Instagram and and my wife follows that stuff. Um, so she shows me the next day, or, or, or Jared texted me a picture. She puts an Instagram post where she's sitting, their legs crossed like this, and like a hand over her cans with like a big <laughs> hat on. And like she's only po- she's been on Instagram for like ten years. She's posted maybe a hundred photos. The day after hubby wins a green jacket, it's like my stock's never going to be higher. Let me get a nude up on uh, social no. media. A nude? Well, no. I mean, she, I would say, was covered up. But let's be real. I mean, she, yeah. it was like hand yeah, was bras like, and cover-ups. Right. And, so if she got however many likes on a post, this was like 10x that. And it's like, well, I guess she cashed in on it. Like, people were paying attention. They saw her run out on the green. I, I know what Wardo's driving at. I, he, he's right. Well, he's on his phone right now. Look at him. Did so you he, look it up? Did you look? Yeah, he was look just up? on I'm his phone. To look look at, at him. Holy Why would crap. I not creep? I follow he's, her. He's sweating over there. Is, you she think, wanted. Uh, do you think she's trying to become the again? new Holly Saunders? Oh God! God, I hope not. What is happening? You're, you're, did she ever interview Holly Saunders? No, she. Uh, the only thing I really noticed one time I was on the, I guess it's Corn Ferry now. Would have been nationwide at the time. She was playing that Pro-Am BMW in Spartanburg and hitting balls, and the whole range all of a sudden just gets full. No way. What the hell's going on? I look up while she's hitting balls, and here come here comes all the ams to hit balls. <laughs> I went to putt, and she went to putt, and here comes everybody. No way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 30 people just shadowing her all the way around just to – just to get a look at the time. Yeah, Hounding she's, balls. She's not shy. You know, she reminds me of my daughter a lot. Um, so why don't we, <laughs> um, why don't we maybe um, end it at that? Um, I think it's safe to say that um, I'm sitting around and honored with Kansas City's three fine golfers. That does include you, Jordo, because, you know, I think I, as a result of today, I have to take a good look at my own golf game and, but My there, style. there's only one net champion sitting here. There's only one net ch- the club champion. And, and um, I'm not done yet, Streb, you know. <laughs> like you, you could have quit. You could have given up, and you didn't. You dug deep, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You going to turn in the second act here? That's right. Well, well before am, we close, you do, you have any, do you have any advice for Sully? No, just keep doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe get a 
non-set pitching wedge might help. But <laughs> there we yeah. go. Outside we of that, go. I think you're doing all right. Yeah, you got to be yourself. You know. I mean, you you won the. Is it twice? It Two was time twice. net champion. It was, it was twice. Yeah, Sean McGreevy beat me. Yeah, beat, I'd say you're doing all right. Guy wins on tour. Yeah, he's I mean, here the following week. And we're no talking fluke. about your golf game. Well, yeah, and I yeah I appreciate that. You know, because here's the difference between you two, who you tear me a new ass, and Streb is treating me like an, a man, and that's all I ever wanted here when I came on a Thursday. Well, there's nothing I left to a, do then. It's all beer. been done. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, no lie, it's been awesome to see you. You, uh, you entertained us all last week. It was fun to watch, right? Um, we always root for our own Kansas City, right? We got our Chiefs, we got our Royals, and it was great. You're nice to know it was 10 o'clock at night while I was shimmying under my covers. Uh, Fox 4 News and the local of golfer, Robert Streb, won the chief. So you, you were even on Fox 4 News. That's amazing, been officially adopted as a, a Kansas City person. You, you, they think you are one of their, their own. Amazing. Right. And you know what? We're going to have another great Kansas City in walking through that door momentarily. World Series champion, Alex Gordon. But I don't think he's going to be nearly as good as Robert Streb. He's on the other side of that wall right now listening to you. Well, he's listening. his standards are very high now. Very high. So, Robert, thank you again, brother. Yeah, thank you, guys. And we Appreciate want more it. out of you, man. More out of you. All right. Hey, listen, guys, closing comments. Just a Fantastic. Ticket, a ticket to the Masters next year's. That's all I need. That's yep. it. Okay, we'll put you in line. All right, cool. Hey, listen, with great time, <laughs> Robert Streb. We got more coming up on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. To take you out.